Hey, this is Alyssa. This is Josue. And we're from the band Harper. And we listen to Portland Radio Project. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Haley Johnson. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. It's another Wednesday night. Thank you, as always, for listening to Portland Radio Project, 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. This is the Portland Playlist. I am Veronica with a stuffed-up nose <laughs> again. again. <laughs> she ended the year with, with one, and now she couldn't leave out the beginning of the year. Yes. 2017. <laughs> Here's to getting mucus. It, you're just getting it all over with. The rest of us will trickle in, and you'll be all healthy. And the fabulous Terry, who is healthy, is right across That's from right. me. And we have Ty Curtis in the studio with hello, us. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. And, and, not a, only and, do we, people. and not only do we have Ty Curtis at his... It's a trio, right? Correct. We could say it's a Ty Curtis trio. We also have a trio of probably some of the biggest Ty Curtis fans that I personally know who are <laughs> who are here because they just had to be. So it's going to be a really fun night. So well, I, think- I heard that they won admission here because they did like a dance contest. It's like a strip tease <laughs> or something that happened. Is that the video that yes, I'm remembering? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's good, all good, over good. Facebook Live, you it know. Is, it is. <laughs> and Periscope. Or, or, or at least it may be soon. So we're going to listen to some of Ty influences. We're going to hear some of the songs that have kind of influenced the music that he writes and plays now. We'll hear some original tracks and we are going to be treated to a live performance. So let's not waste a moment. Sublime. (laughs) Good old Sublime. And then before that, we heard Chris Kane. You're listening to Portland Playlist on Portland Radio Project. So, Ty. Yes. Why those songs? They're quite different. Yeah, I know. Um, I just wanted to show my, you know, diversity and like all the stuff (laughs) that I listen to. Well, um, tell everybody about listening to that Sublime song and trying to... Yeah, so I was in downtown Salem. I was working for my dad's business, putting these like packets together. And I just, like, got obsessed with the song. Um, I don't know if everybody out there does that, too, but maybe you listen to a song, like, a hundred times in a row. That might be a little obsessive, but I really liked the song, and I just kept listening to it, and that's kind of when I started uh, analyzing music a lot and uh, learning the parts and the breaks and the songs and stuff like that. And like I was saying, that song was really building um, hand strength when I was learning to play guitar. And you'd been learn you'd been playing guitar for about a year at that point. Is that right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you first pick up the guitar? What made you do it? So I grew up listening to my dad play guitar, and he would sit in the bedroom next to mine, teaching my brother um, on this really cool. It's a '65 120 T Gibson, and I have that now. And he gave that to me, so it's really cool. Or at least it's like on permanent loan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so I listened to him playing that, and uh, teaching my brother's friends how to play guitar. Um, I had this like really cheap acoustic uh, kind of cowboy kids guitar with like really high action, <laughs> and I like I really struggled trying to play that because the action was so high. Um, and but I learned that I could kind of do it, and I, that really helped actually starting out on that guitar because after I grad- graduated to like a Mexi Fender Strat, it was like really easy because I had had to push down so hard on the the other guitar that was really difficult to play. But yeah, I basically just grew up listening to my brother being taught by my dad, mm-hmm. and then just all history from there. <laughs> and do they all still play music? My dad plays. My brother not so much, but he does play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so family yeah. jams when you all get together. Or? Yeah, 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 I've done that a lot. Um, 
my dad's got a really cool acoustic that I grew up listening to, a Martin. And so that's always like, I feel like been ingrained into me, like really rootsy tones from yeah. an early age. Very fun. Yeah. And how about the Chris Kane song? So the Chris Kane song. Um, how did you get introduced to Chris Kane? How did you? So I was that? into Stevie Ray Vaughan first, and I stayed in my room listening to Instep like all the time. Um, and the sky is crying, and then all the like live stuff. Uh, I tried to start finding like all these bootlegs and listen to how he played live and that kind of thing. Um, and then I, that's like a lot of pentatonic kind of style as far as like being aggressive and staying in that one box. And um, I just like started listening to Chris and it kind of took me into more of like a jazz blues thing. Uh, it's like my mom said this best the other day. It was like he made me be able to see um, how I could rock with jazz and blues and mix those all together. So like I didn't know that was possible until I saw somebody do that. And then he just blew my mind. So like I saw him at Lefty's. That club's closed now, so I can say that I was snuck in in the back, and uh, <laughs> I was there watching the whole time. Um, yeah, just, like, a lot of great moments from that. Um, he, like, came up to that booth and, like, uh, said what up to me and stuff, so that shit was real cool. <laughs> Part of my language a bit, yeah. <laughs> so Very is that cool. the club that you used to sit outside when you yeah. were a kid, wishing yeah. you could get inside? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on State Street in Salem. Yeah. And, yeah, they just had a lot of great acts there, and I got really influenced by a lot of the people I heard there. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. So what what that brings me up to is if anybody's listening that has children who are budding musicians, what would you tell those kids? Because you were one of those kids, you know, wanting right. to wanting to go in and hear this stuff. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, people starting out, I would just, like, uh, tell them to gravitate to, like, what they love the best and try to, like, learn that song. You know, just pick one tune and try to get that down and, you know, like, look at the ins and outs of the song. Don't just, like, learn it, like, halfway. Like, actually learn the song through and through, and Mm -hmm. that'll actually make you a better musician because you'll learn parts that you didn't hear and little nuances that actually make songs really good. Right. And getting a fake ID probably helps. Too. Yeah, no, I was I look way too young, so even I, even if I had a fake ID, they'd be like, "Oh no, <laughs> we're not buying that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's get into another influence, shall yes, we? Let's do it. That was Jimi Hendrix, Burning of the Midnight Lamp. And before that, we heard Luciano with It's Me Again. So why those two songs? Everything that you've chosen has had a little string of similarity between it. But at the same time, it's pretty diverse in and of itself. That speaks a lot to the kind of artist that you are. Absolutely. First, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt because there's something very important on the talk board. Right. It's your wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she says, hi, Ty. Awesome. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. I love wife. you. <laughs> okay, I had, I had to interrupt for no, that. No, no, that was a good interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now you're like, wait, what was the question? No, I am like that. <laughs> Literally. So why the, well, first of all, you spoke a lot while we were actually listening to the Luciano song about the inspiration that he's given you based right. on the kind of aesthetic he is as an artist right. and with his scepter. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. With his scepter. And then what about Jimi Hendrix? So Hendrix was like listening to that album. It was like electric Ladyland. That was like one of the first records I listened to before I even played guitar. Um, and I was fascinated with that part. Um, I thought he made it sound like, uh, like electricity or something. I don't know. Just yeah. like the wah pedal, the tone that he gets, like I've always been attracted to it. 
And it's always just been one of those songs that stuck with me. Who are some of your favorite guitar players? Um, that's a huge list, like Chris Kane, obviously, um, David Grissom in, out of Austin, Texas, who's with Storyville. Uh, Robin Ford is a really great one. Yeah. Uh, Roy Rogers on the slide. Jeez, um, I'm trying to blank. What's that? Yeah, Mark Tremonti. Uh, I do listen to a lot of rock stuff. Um, Breaking Benjamin's guitar player is really, really good. Yeah. Um, as far as like jazz stuff, um, I had this name and I was going to say um, Kenny Burrell. I got a lot of these influences from my dad's grandpa, or my grandpa and my dad's dad. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Anyways, he was a jazz piano player and um, he really liked Oscar Peterson and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm full of that kind of stuff, by the way. So. <laughs> But, yeah, so I learned a lot of different influences that way, too. I, I sent to him, and I asked him to send me his favorite records. Oh, wow. And then he sent me, like, all these different people, like Ornette Coleman, uh, Etta James, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Barney Kessel, uh, like, Lou Rawls, like, all this piano, really cool stuff. So it's, like, really expands your mind because these people just know how to bend scales and chords and, you know, just, like... Yeah, they make you know what's really possible. <laughs> yeah, they they yeah. are the reason that there is music. Right. You know, popular music is based on that. Absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. roots and everything yeah. like that as well, yeah. So you have a couple of gentlemen sitting next to you. Let's do That's some right. introductions. Yeah, so this is Jerry Jakeways on the drums. Hello. Hello. Right on. Hello. Now, Jerry has been Hello, with you. Radio land. <laughs> How long has he been with you forever? You for, what, six, seven years? Six years. Seven going years. on six going years. On something. Wow. Yeah. 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 We've been so busy, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> Three albums. Yeah. Yeah, wow. two every two. Yeah, every right year. on. Absolutely. And then the new guy. Mr. Jeff Gray. New guy in the block. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you will Mr. see Gray. later on when we Facebook Live their live performance, the fabulous pink strings. <laughs> well, not only the trademark. pink strings, Love but look it. at all the glitter. Yeah. Shiny and pretty. Yeah. The glitter, the paisley, and the Perfect. pink strings. Yeah, I love it. So we're, yeah, it's too cold because you're used to Hawaii, I understand. Yeah. We'll hold that neck so it doesn't go out of tune. There you go. Hug it. That's right. We just learned a new trick from Ty. Now you know what happens if you see a musician hugging the, the neck of their guitar. They're keeping it warm. That's Not right. So it doesn't come out of tune. To their Body guitar. That's right. Yeah. It's your friend. I love that. <laughs> so we're going to start to play some of your original stuff. So let's talk about some of the singles that we're going to play here. Sure. The first one that we're going to start with is Never Get My Love. So what album's that from? Let's talk right. about that. Let's that talk about song. some of the three albums that you guys sure. have put that, that song was uh, originally for Cross That Line. Um, and it was reminiscent of the song What He Don't Know. And so, like, I didn't put it on the album because it, they were so similar. Um, but, yeah, like, some of my tunes, I don't even know, like, where I get the vibe from. Um, just, uh, you know, trying to channel off other people that have gone through those kinds of emotions. Um, you know, it's, you're always trying to tell a story. Maybe sure. you haven't gone through it, but you can maybe relate from somebody else's experience. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's what that song is about. Okay. What is your songwriting approach? How do you go about it? Um, yeah, so sometimes I'll have a progression, and then I'll put words to it, and other times I'll write the words, and I'll put the progression to it. So there's kind of two different ways to do it. And there's, there's actually a lot of different ways. You could do piano. You could start with a bass line. Uh, Blame Me, uh, the song on the, the title track, started with a drum beat. We used to call it the beat. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of morphs into stuff. 
Is writing a solo project or is it a collaborative project? Um, So we're like collaborating now, like working and getting our tunes down. Um, When I went down to Austin and we did that record, Jerry was the drummer. And then we worked with the producer, Nick Jay. Uh, who's worked with Ed Kowalczyk, who's the singer for Live. That's actually one of my other really favorite bands that I was uh, turned on to by my brother and my dad uh, early on. They got to, yeah, it's called Throwing Copper, and my brother had that that poster on his wall. <laughs> so that's like all the stuff I grew up with, and Stone Temple Pilots, that's another stuff too that's really great. There's this really funny story I'll tell. It's like my brother got in trouble, and like he really likes this Stone Temple Pilot song, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but like in the video, um, Scott Weiland is his name. Yeah, he's like rocking in a rocking chair. And I like made my brother rock in this rocking chair. <laughs> so I wouldn't tell on him. I just, yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but just funny little music sibling kind of thing. Like I've always been a music person. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to Never Get My Love and don't miss a future minute on this show because we're going to hear some live performances very soon.
You're listening to ca- to Ty. To Curtis. I don't know what. I don't <laughs> that know was her nose happening out of my mouth. <laughs> We've got Ty Curtis in the studio with us here on Portland Playlist. Thanks I for have, having me. Yeah. I have a listener, Shelly, who said that she loves that tune. And which album is it from? It's from Blame Me, which is my newest record. Thank you for listening, Shelly. Yeah. Thanks. It came out in July. And it's a great album. So if you don't have it, I highly recommend you go out and get it. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's very different, that album, you right. know, because you have, you kind of have a little reggae going in there right. and it's not just a strictly blues album. So really nice. Nicely Thank you done. very much. Yeah. Um, working with, uh, with Nick J was just really, really cool. Um, yeah. And then we had, uh, Anton Pashansky. Um, thank you for bringing that up. So, um, yeah, Jerry, which uh, song did he mix? Smooth. Uh, Santana Supernatural album, Smooth. Wow. So uh, yeah. He won a Grammy for it. Yeah, so at the studio, he had uh, two Grammys on his desk, so that was pretty cool and oh, motivating. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to touch him? I did, actually, nice. yeah. Did you take a picture with him? I have some pictures, yeah. 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 Did but you, you have on one? Your, you have on I didn't take a picture wall. with him, because they're not my Grammys, but I was like, this is the studio I was in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I could superimpose my head. That's right, Photoshop. (laughs) That's what it's for. All right, so we're gonna hear some live stuff now. Absolutely, excellent. Gonna do back again. Sure, cool. This is called Back Again, the acoustic version. One, two, one, two, three. It's hard to say it, but I know that it's true With all the shitty things that you do You're acting crazy and I ain't no fool, I can tell It's hard to say it, but the time has come With sleepless nights when you wait for the sun You always know good things could be done, I can tell Presence takes my breath away And I'm already saved The lies you gave I can't take your crying when Now you take What you make comes back again You can try to fake Your sad state No one's gonna No one 
Electric, I like drove it out of tune. <laughs> Whoops, a little excited. <laughs> Is it? When you are Not recording yet. an album, still up. Yeah. do you enjoy doing that or performing live more? Um, it's like the, the structure really cool. of being able to kind of relax and go, okay, we've got time to make this right. perfect, or being out there and just feeling it happen. Yeah, that's a cool question. Um, so, like, being in the studio, you have the ability to, like, lay down your track uh-huh. without singing. So, like, I can go back in and listen to, like, that ripping mix with, like, organ, guitar, like, have that whole vibe yeah. and just, like, concentrate on just ripping the vocal as hard as possible. And so, yeah, that's, like, a different thing because you have to be playing and singing at the same time. Yes. So. Sometimes, yeah, records give you that ability to kind of isolate the two parts. But sometimes we record it live as well. So, like, oh, do you live track too? Yeah. So, like, Cross That Line was recorded all at once. Um, David Z, who worked with Prince and Johnny Lang, and uh, just a couple, yeah, people. yeah, 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 Fine Young Cannibals, yeah, just a few just people a few. we know. That she drives me crazy, and yeah, the, yeah and the, all that kind of stuff. But he came in and like recorded us really great at um, Kung Fu Bakery here in Portland. And, um, yeah, that was just a really cool experience. Um, he just came in and dialed in really great tones, and he kind of just let us do our thing. And blame like, um, Yeah, and Blame Me was done live. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Kind of just capturing that live energy. Yeah. But uh, Five Long Years, that song was done in one take on Cross That Line, so that's, like, an wow. example of, wow. like, a one take. He's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Don't need to do it anymore kind of thing. So sometimes you get really lucky, and then other times you got to work on it or yeah. go through it and stuff. But. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Before we run out of time, I want to make sure to have you say if there's some particular shows coming up that you're really excited about because you have a busy show schedule. Yeah, so we're going to be tonight at Blackwell's in Portland. Right, uh, right after this. Mr. Dave yes. Call, Lloyd Jones, Dover Weinberg, who plays with Robert Cray. Um, so, yeah, you guys got to come down and check that out. I will be there. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody else. We got Brian, Lloyd, Dover, and Dave. And Dave. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just making sure I got yeah. them all. <laughs> yeah. So we got a really great thing coming up too in Austin on Monday. Yeah, we're going to be on We Are Austin. And that was just announced. Yeah, it just just announced, and then we're going to be playing at Tellers. Um, it's off of Sixth Street on Trinity. And um, we're going to be here on this tour. We're going to be at Billy Blues Friday in Hazeldale. And before that, we are going to be in Lebanon at a Smeets at Public House, which is an old friend of mine that I used to play baseball with. So, yeah. And you've got a couple shows scheduled there, I see. Yes, exactly. On. And we're also going to be playing um, the One to One, which is a really great club in Austin oh. as well. So, so how because you've been in Austin how many years now? You moved, was it three or four years ago? Yeah, going on three years. Okay. Yeah. And then you just come back and forth. Right. And you've got, you're coming back and forth from Hawaii, I'm Jeff. Air miles. <laughs> and yeah. Jerry. I'm in Vancouver, Washington. You're in Vancouver, okay. Over Weinberg and Bob White. <laughs> yeah. 
So that must make it tricky when, for, so when you play an Austin gig, are you, do you have an Austin band or are you doing solo shows down there? No, we're bringing, so um, you bring the yeah, guys the down. Band, yeah. Cause we want to rep the, the sound that we've yeah. been working. Right. Yeah. So, but like when he can't come, I have you some guys down there. Um, but yeah, we're trying to work towards just bringing our core unit. Right. So we can just represent the same way every time. Yeah. Okay, great. And do you know about the blues festival yet? Well, I don't know when, when do they I do don't. the booking? Cause you're a, you're a mainstay. Yeah, I love I love seeing you on the stage there and and the fan club back here. They are they always see you there as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I appreciate the support, guys. It's really awesome. <laughs> well, we love to be able to support artists like you and support events like the Blues Festival. And right now is a great time for everybody that's listening to support Portland Radio Project with a small contribution to PRP.FM. All you got to do is click on support now. And when you support PRP, you get to support hearing these kind of shows and hearing dudes like Ty come on this this studio here and play some great live music and share their original tracks with us. And so PRP is only going to be able to exist with your support. So please do contribute today. Go to PRP.FM and support now. That's right. Cause we want to continue bringing you the local music like we do. Totally. What, what she said. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> More live tunes. Sure. Yeah. Let's do a uh, shake it up. Yeah. So this is acoustic okay version that? of shake it up. Yeah. Off the record, blame me. <clears throat> Let me make sure I'm in tune really quick. That would be a, a drastic thing. Yeah. You did. You weren't hugging the neck. Well, when you like bend on an bend on an acoustic like an electric, it's not too great. <laughs> All right, you ready, guys? One, but two, a one, two, three, four. Something I can't believe Oh, Lord 
And if you. we had a cocktail waitress in here, everything would be perfect. <laughs> what would she be bringing you, Veronica? Oh, I don't know. Something, something, <laughs> something warm. Something adult. I don't know. <laughs> well, come to Blackwell's and you could get that cocktail okay. after the show. All right. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. What's in the works for you as far as putting new music together? So we were just working on new music today. And um, I've got like four new songs that we're working on. Um, yeah, one's like a jazzy blues one. One's like in drop D, like kind of like the rock stuff we were talking about, like kind of a darker feel. And then we got like a modern kind of pop sort of feel. And a Hawaii tune. Yeah, and we have oh, one that we oh. wrote and worked on in Hawaii. Yeah, we're gonna call that like Hilo Love, I think. Yeah. yeah. So and um, give a of that. So yeah, that one's kind of like Hilo Lovin'. I like that. a little verse here goes I hold on to the days when we did a lot of wishing when nothing but love was in a heart yes I hold on to the days when we did a lot of kissing and nothing could tear us apart there you go. <laughs> that's that's the feel yeah, just, on that one. Just keep going. <laughs> that's a little teaser. <laughs> that was great. You heard it here first, everybody. A little Hilo love in there. And so how long will it take you to put together a new album? Oh, who knows? <laughs> but, I mean, I usually start crafting it, I don't know, like six, eight months, seven. I mean, it just depends. Like, we were just talking about this, like, when you have the right collection of songs that you feel are good together. You know, that could be, like, a way to do that. They have that eclectic mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also the way to go with, like, if you have a great single, you can just release that single. And that's what a lot of artists are going that way because it's easier to release, you know, one track and make your money off of that. Because you have this uh, day and age where people are skipping through songs, you know, so, like, yeah. pop artists are just putting out their big heavy hitters that they know are going to hit real right. good, you know? Yeah, business has changed, <laughs> for sure. It, and the venues are changing. Everything's changing. So as an artist, what do you? how do you try to work the tide of that? It's got to be really challenging. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, thankful and uh, lucky to have a great fan base here in Oregon. And um, so, yeah, like people are really receptive to mm-hmm. our tunes and the new things that we're doing. And we've been trying out stuff live and been getting real good reception back. And, yeah, it's, it's hard, though. Like you said, yeah. it's just... Um, 
a lot of people in Austin, they're like, have a day job, you know, you can't right. just be a musician. So we're trying to make it work and uh, have fun and make good music and. It's always cool when you like the people you're playing music with. So. Well, I'm sure that helps, like any job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do any of our fan guests have I a know. question they want to ask? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Oh, man. I want to get on the, the Blues Cruise, uh, the legendary rhythm and Blues yeah, Cruise. Yeah, why, so like, why so aren't like, you? What I've heard Seems is like you, you would play, be on there. Um, like in Kansas City. At a, at a certain club, so like, I gotta get there. <laughs> so we're working on getting our tour together, and um, working on trying to possibly doing an island tour in uh, May. Um, so we're gonna be in like Hilo. Hey okay, guys, possibly now you know where you're um, going in May. Oahu. <laughs> okay. We're talking with um, the Blue Note, which is a really great club. Oh yeah. Um, and so we have some stuff pending possibly with them, and that's really exciting. So, but yeah. Um, Really looking forward to playing on the islands, and we're going to be working with this lady, uh, Kayahi conjugation. conjugation, and she's and been helping us out. I'll let Jeff talk, talk yeah. about her a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, Kayahi Conjugation uh, plays the Jazz and Blues Festival that we do for the VA benefits program on the islands, and it kind of everybody kind of migrated to the sound that he has compared to the same old jazz things that everybody does over and over because it was originals. And the standing ovations are like, okay, play again. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Get up. And you know, the Hawaii term is hana ho, do it again. And it was just kept going on and on. And now these people have migrated together, all as friends. And another drummer I play with on the island, Steve Vader, kind of hooked us all up with everybody to put this tour together so we'll hit all the islands. Oh, fabulous. Oh, so Where it's warm. Where, Where it's warm. Exactly. Now we had a question. Yeah, um, when you join a band that that has been around as long as these guys have, what what are the what are the issues with that? How long does it take to get up to speed? He hasn't, he hasn't slept at all. Um, What's the hazing process like? <laughs> it's an interesting question. It's like double-edged sword of it's really good music. You listen to it all the time, but doing it live, um, like Ty will probably say, it's never the same thing twice. Even though it's the same song, each venue is different, but to get like sixty-five songs thrown at me to learn, like mm-hmm. right now, that's tough. Yeah, it's 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 not like it's a you're lot of on the radio for your whole life doing you know classic rock tunes or any cover tunes, but yeah. all originals. It's been challenging. Do you use just the just the, the key that it's in and, and riff off of that, or does Ty have a specific way that you that he wants you to approach a tune? It's never the same way twice. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's the ability of the musicianship to be able to just say, skip that, go to this, and modulate into something that's the same exact song, just a little flavor, different flavor. Mm-hmm. Keeps it interesting. Keeps it interesting. But the more you guys play with each other, the less you'll have to think about it. Right. right. Yeah, when you work to, together on songs, um, yeah. I heard Robert. When you work together on songs with the arrangements and stuff like we were doing today, you just can't, you know, describe it. It's just like working that tightly, you just create like this well-tuned machine, you know, oiled machine, I mean, yeah. And so, yeah, just little nuanced parts, like, that you can't do unless you sit down and play it quiet and, like, talk it out and make sure that everybody's on that same page. And And we talked about, like, the dynamics. So all the songs that he has have highs and lows, fast and slows, the punches, Mm -hmm. the taglines and the guitar riffs, um, how they come into one song can have, like, five different parts all meaning something different, but it's the same song that you change the feel all the way through. 
Yep, exactly. Well, and then how do you do that when you're geographically in different places? Do you have Skype sessions or FaceTime or? I mean, yeah, FaceTime would work. Um, computer guy by trade. Yeah, just yeah, computer guy by trade exactly. So, technology is you know on your side as far as like pilot. He flies us everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is there room for more? There's a couple of us here that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we're gonna try to sneak one more live one in, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right, we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do blame me. <laughs> All right, acoustic version. This is this will be interesting. Got my fancy drum beat. That's gonna be good. Are you playing the suitcase bass kick or snare case for the kick? Nice. You gotta get a picture of that because it's pretty funny. Yeah, you can't fit the full bass drum in here, but maybe you could. It works fine. You know, I saw something on Facebook. It sounds pretty great. The copy. All right. Blame me and A. Okay, here we go. Yep. Ready? Yep. Said I don't good for nothing, and that's what she said. But I think I'm good for some things, even though she wished me dead. I can't tell you one thing, that's how some days flow. You got just one assumption, then out the door you go. Don't blame me, can't you see now? That the writing's on the Doing things my way And I mean my bed Work through how to have my day Always trying to stay ahead And if I learn just one thing Lots of games get played
can't you just Classic. imagine what Ty would do at the end of the song if he was on a big stage? <laughs> it would be a big jump. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you very, very, very much. Thank for you, Veronica us and Terry, for having us. Yes, thank really you so much, it. you guys. If you need a little bit more of your Ty fix, head over to Blackwell's tonight. That's right. Right now, you can continue. We'll doing be there. That. And we and tycurtis.net. Please check that website out. We'll make sure to link your website on our website, which is prp.fm, when we put the podcast up from tonight's and show. And it'll have awesome. all your links. Yeah. It'll have the podcast, yeah. pictures, the video. The it'll have thing. everything. Perfect. Picture of the pink strings. All of it. Love That's it. right. Awesome. All of it. Snare case. <laughs> I, got, I got that. I got the suitcase snare case. Paul, was there a question you wanted before we sign well, off? We were talking about Jimmy Max. Yeah. Earlier, yeah. It's a great venue where we've seen you. And... Um, I imagine tonight Blackwell's is one of your favorite places to play around town, but are there some other uh, venues that you you guys like to get to um, around town or, or in Salem? Right? Yes, so one of the great clubs um, in town is uh, in Hazeldale at Billy Blues, and we're actually going to be there Friday. Uh, they have really great sound, and they just upgraded their lights, so it's really, really fun to play there. <laughs> I like lights. <laughs> and their food's really great, too. Lighting is important. As somebody that tries to take pictures of these shows, oh, my goodness. I appreciate somebody put some effort into it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening, and yeah. thank you, Ty and the guys and the fan club guys. And uh, Veronica, we hope that your sniffles get better they by next be week. They will better for Maurice and the Stiff Sisters because I don't know if I can say that again <laughs> with the, my nose stuffed up. So, <laughs> so it has to get better. Maurice. for next Wednesday. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>